Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show. With Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Mayfield takes a low snap. Looks upfield. Throws a fade route toward the sideline. Toward the end zone. Caught ball. Caught ball. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Mike Evans with another huge grab. Fire the cannons. The Bucs score a TD. Play fake. Wilson in the pocket. Loads it up. Home run ball. He's got Mims. Mims is there. He's at the 15 Steps up, throws, behind it, intercepted. Seahawks out it the other way. Trey Brown, he's going to go. 10-5, touchdown, Seahawks. And Trey Brown was there for the pick six. Good snap, good place. Kick is up. It is... Yes, elsewhere for 61. Harrison Nevis sends the Mizzou students running onto the turf. Motion man through the backfield. Shadur takes a snap, drops to throw, scans, throws over the middle. Mikey Harrison, Grant with the five. Inside. Touchdown. Touchdown, Colorado. Fuller to throw across the middle. It is intercepted. Stutzman's got it. 20 to the 10. House it. Danny Stutzman, pick six. Ha-ha. Good. That's good. That's a good thing. Do you believe in that? Ladies and gentlemen, this was a battle between a program with a winning culture and a program that does not have a winning culture. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show, Monday, September 18, new day, new week. Toby and Drake with you, A1 and McGriddle for the next couple of days. TJ will be back on Wednesday from his mid-football season vacation to celebrate his 50th birthday. Dueling Monday night football games tonight. We got two. One of them starts at 6.15. Saints at Panthers. The other one starts at 7.15. Browns at Steelers. One is on ESPN. The other's on ABC. We've got the Rudy's shows tonight. Highway 9 there in Norman. 6 o'clock the Huddle. 7 o'clock the Brent Venable show. If you would like to come out and join us for that. Drake Dyken will be there if you'd like to get his autograph or take a picture with him. Uh, you can also watch on ESPN Plus or listen across the Sooner Radio Network. I'll be the guy, little guy in the gray shirt. A little guy in the gray shirt. Um, all right, I like to, on Mondays, always look back to see how we did on Fridays, Drake. Mm. So let's start with the Ref Royal Rumble. Mm. Uh, our station hosts for the third year in a row, third annual, uh, they go to head-to-head. In a picks contest, we each pick a lock and an upset each week. The lock is worth one point if you get it right. The upset is worth three. The upset has to be a team that is at least a five-point underdog. The only person that got their lock and their upset both right this week is this guy, Drake. This guy. How about that? How about that? It's a four-point week for this guy. I locked TCU minus the seven and a half. They rolled. Second half, they rolled. And my upset special, the South Alabama Jaguars to knock off Oklahoma State. 
It's like I time traveled from the future, Drake. Uh, I mean, it's like you had Marty fly in on the DeLorean, and mm-hmm. he just handed you the uh, the scores for this last weekend. Not even fair. One of our combatants got the upset, did not get the lock, but Chris Plank, uh, his upset special was Florida International, which couldn't find that score actually on any websites anywhere. I had to call their sports information department to find out if they won or not, and they did. Did they did they fax you back the box score on that? They just faxed so you it to could uh, confirm it. Yeah, one of the curly fax paper. Yeah, uh, he locked Tennessee and didn't get that one. Um, We'll hit the scores in a bit. So three-point week for Plank. We had five of our contestants who got their lock but did not get their upset. So one point each for Parker, who locked North Carolina minus seven. Teddy locked OU. Tyler locked OU. TJ and the chairman locked OU. And Travis locked North Carolina. All of those got a point. Three of our combatants shut out this week. No points for Mike Steely, Josh Helmer, and Drake Dykin. Oh, you know, people ask me this off season. Do you think you still got it, Drake? Do you think that you still have what it takes to go ahead and jinx teams each and every week in the Ref mm-hmm. Royal Rumble like you did last year? And you know, I think you that don't. this last weekend pretty well proves it. You've still got it, baby. Yeah. I mean, let's look at two of my three locks. All right, right. I locked Clemson week one, lost to Duke. Mm. Week three, locked K-State against Mizzou. Oh, boy. They lose that one. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. So your updated standings, Ref Royal Rumble standings through week three. Do we have a sponsor I'm supposed to assign to this? I can't keep track of all of our sponsors. Uh, I'll, I'll look for that. It seems like we do have one, though. Chris Plank is your leader, all alone with seven points in first place. Chris told me last night he is printing and framing the standings this week. Travis Davidson, the defending champion, in second place with six. Yours truly in third place with five. Josh Helmer in fourth place with four. Teddy and TJ and the chairman in fifth place with three points each. Parker alone in seventh place. He's got two points. And then tied for eighth place in the basement, Mike Steely, Tyler McComas, and Drake Dykin each have one point. Tyler, at least, off the schneid this week. He he had a goose egg until this week, but he's joined you at one. I believe Enjoy Vision All right. is Ref Royal Rumble. Very good. I don't have a read for it, so Perry, if you want to send me that, go for it. TJ's gut predicted 55-13. Pretty Ooh, good. Yeah. Pretty good. 66 17, 55 13, those sound a lot alike. Steely's uncle predicted 101 to 3. Pretty good. Not far off, actually. <laughs> Uncle's been on a roll this year. How about our three predictions? We always have three predictions for each OU game, and uh, mine on Friday were Dylan Gabriel would throw for 350 plus yards. Uh, let me pull up the stat sheet here. DG421 on Saturday, Drake. That's a that's a check mark. I think I believe on the huddle you flirted with uh kicking it up to 400 too. I flirted with it. I should have. Uh prediction number 2 of 3 predictions, Nick Anderson would have his first career touchdown. He had his I mean, first it's like three. I time traveled from the Man, future, Drake. It is. That's a check mark on I'm that. I'm telling one. you. 
It, it, Doc Brown, quit coming and just helping T-Row every week. Help me mm. out sometime, okay? Prediction number three, scoop and score. Uh, yep, indeed. Chandler, scoop, Morris, two touchdown passes. <laughs> scoop scored a couple of times for TCU on Saturday, so that's a check mark. Oh, you almost had one. They should have had one uh-huh. late in the game there when the ball got punched out. Uh, prediction number four, another opponent missed field goal. Uh, let me get my drive chart here. Hang on a second. Let's see here. Uh, Tulsa in the in the first half. They on the second possession, first half. They took the ball. They crossed midfield, and they were almost in position in for field goal range, and. Had to get pushed back and settle for a punt. So they missed so they, that opportunity, huh? They missed that opportunity for yeah. a field goal right yeah. there. I hate that. So that's form. a check mark. And prediction number five of three predictions at least 10 times Kevin Wilson would run it up the middle. That easily covered on that. <laughs> so it's another undefeated week, Drake, of three predictions. What do you think about that, huh? Just incredible. I mean, what does it feel like to be in the presence of greatness? Uh, it's, it's a little bit daunting. Mm-hmm. A little bit daunting, but, you know, uh, maybe at some point I'll get accustomed to it. I don't think so. I'm no. not accustomed to it, and okay. it's me. It's you. <laughs> it is astonishing what I do every day. Uh, I am uh, consider me astonished. Um, all right, let's 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 take a lap around the Big 12 scoreboard. Texas, oh, man, they had some Bama hangover, huh? Uh, it was 10-10 with Wyoming going to the fourth quarter. In Austin. It's a good thing uh, Ewers uh, held that players-only meeting last week, right? Right, right, right. Might have lost that game. Three fourth-quarter touchdowns. They they won it 31-10. K-State falls at Missouri on a 61-yard field goal. Uh, Drinkwitz tried to give that away at the end, but his kicker had his back. And he had a sandwich after the game. But I'm bumped. 30 to 27 Mizzou. <laughs> Baylor got they broke their 6 game losing streak. They beat Long Island 30 to 7. Iowa State. Holy cow. What an awful year for Iowa State. They got the gambling scandal. Uh, they're missing half their team. They lose to Ohio. Not Ohio State Drake, just Ohio 10 to 7. And uh, Matt Campbell had to be restrained after the game from going at a fan running off the field. They'll be in Norman in a couple of weeks. UCF might have something. They beat Villanova 48-14. Gus Malzahn's team's 3-0. We mentioned Cincinnati lost 31-24 in overtime to Miami of Ohio. OSU got pounded by South Alabama 33-7. Texas Tech got their first win of the year, 41-3 over Tarleton State. BYU, best Big 12 win of the weekend. They win in Fayetteville, 38-31. That game in Provo, Drake, end of the season. Watch out for that one now. We don't have to worry about that for a while, but BYU going into Fayetteville, that's an impressive win for them. 
Absolutely. No, I mean, that, like you said, it's the best win of the weekend. I don't know too terribly much about Arkansas, except for they were, what, a top 20 team in the T-Row Top 25 countdown? So That's right. They're a ranked team that you go and uh, go into Fayetteville, get that win. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, the... I know that Cincinnati lost this weekend. That was almost like a look ahead, like we had talked about last hour. But um, BYU, Cincinnati seems to be UCF. pretty good teams. UCF's three and zero. So Houston I mean, stinks. Yeah, Houston. Houston does stink. Houston um, got beat at home by TCU, thirty six thirteen. West Virginia wins the backyard brawl, seventeen to six over Pitt. That atmosphere was nuts at the Milan Pushkar Stadium. And Kansas is 3-0. and They win at Nevada. That was a late-night game Saturday night, 31-24. to Fascinating, really, first full week of the Big 12 schedule coming up this week. We'll run down this week's schedule coming up uh, uh, in a couple of segments. Top 25 scoreboard. Now, there was not a great week for... Matt, there was not a lot of exciting games, which usually means we're going to have some exciting games. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Georgia trailed much of the day, kind of like Texas, a second-half sprint. They get by South Carolina 24-14, but they have not looked dominant. Michigan's 3-0. They have not been tested yet, 31-6 over Bowling Green. Florida State maybe should have gotten beat at Boston College, 31-29 the Seminoles move to 3 and 0. Ohio State 63-10 over Western Kentucky. Penn State's 3 and 0. They beat Illinois 30 to 13 on the road. Mentioned Washington earlier in the show. They have looked great. 41 to 7 on the road at Michigan State Saturday. Notre Dame's got the big showdown this week. They're 4 and 0 now. They beat Central Michigan 41-17. Alabama is uh I can you imagine sports talk in Birmingham today. Alabama was 3-3 at halftime and into the third quarter with South Florida. Got a couple of late touchdowns to win it 17-3. They cannot figure out an answer at quarterback so far. So far. Florida shocked a lot of people. They still haven't lost to Tennessee in the swamp in now 20 years. 29-16 over Josh Heupel's team Saturday night. Utah's 3-0, they beat Weber State 31-7. Oregon's 3-0, they beat Hawaii 55-10. No problem for LSU on the road over Mississippi State 41-14. Oregon State's 3-0, they beat San Diego State 26-9. Ole Miss 48-23 over Georgia Tech. And, of course, the late game that everybody had their eyes on goes double overtime. Did you stay up to watch the end of the Colorado-Colorado State game? I passed out whenever it went into overtime. Yeah, it was what incredible. What a game. Man. 43-35 Colorado in double overtime. Jay Norvell and Colorado State had him dead to rights. How and... fun would that have been for all that uh, bulletin board material that uh, – uh, Jay Norvell had given Colorado, quote-unquote, last week if they would have gone in and uh, won that game on yeah. Saturday. Ugh. Well, his team accounted well for themselves. Give Shadur Sanders and Dion and, mm-hmm. and that Colorado team credit. They were gutsy to – I think they were down 11 in the fourth. 
and and they got a field goal, then they got a touchdown on the final drive, then they got the two-point conversion to force overtime. They had to score in overtime to force double overtime and uh, and got the touchdown in in double overtime to win it, 43-35. And they rushed the field again. As a three-touchdown favorite, they rushed the field. That's how I can't even blame them. That's how exciting that game was. They had Lil Wayne lead them out. I mean, it's a circus in Boulder right now. We'll run down this week's slate coming up. 719 on a Monday morning on the T-Row in the Morning Show. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. Stoops in motion. Dad in the booth. DG's got it. Rolling right, looking, throws to Drake. He caught it. Touchdown for Bob's boy. Again. No, that's Carol's son. (laughs) I'm I'm Drake's dad and Carol's husband. Uh, Wasn't that the best? Awesome. That's the best. What a moment. Uh, Welcome back. T-Row in the Morning Show. Sarah is brought to you by Hightower Clinical, bringing you clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. No cost or insurance needed to participate in any of these opportunities either. Medication is provided for free, and patients are compensated for their time. It's located conveniently in various metro locations. And coming soon to Ardmore, visit HightowerClinical.com, or you can call or text 405-831-5905. That's 405-831-5905. Oh five. Knipple how great Meyer. Is it, how great has it been to have Coach Stoops it's, with us this such, year in the booth? Such a gift. So whenever I walked out, so peeling back the curtain for everybody, and uh, how it is that this happens is that we aim to have Bob out of the third TV timeout of the game. Is that correct? correct. Yeah, the the last segment of the first quarter is when we have him on. Here. And basically all. Uh, send a text, and we'll kind of let everybody know that uh, we're expecting Coach out of this next TV timeout. I walk out, and I uh, go down to wherever Bob is in the press box, in his suite, what have you, and uh, bring him back to the booth. Well, this time, uh, the last couple of weeks, I've walked down to the booth and uh, physically like, kind of let him know, like, hey, here it's time to go, but which not too far away. This week, I walk out, and uh, Coach is standing right there. Uh, you looking for me? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been it's been awesome to have him in there. He was pretty chill about Drake's touchdown. Uh, Drake, yeah, very Drake's touchdown while he was with us. Uh, I'm no fanboy up here. So pretty. Uh, he was calmer than we were. Yeah, yeah. But um, man, he's just he's the best. Uh, out of the seven three one, T Row, you know where that area code is. Oh, yeah, that is Honolulu. Uh, incorrect. That is oh. Memphis area. Okay. Uh, on the Kinepler-Charlotte text line. Yeah, pretty similar. Uh, if the rankings were to stay put, OU versus Texas would be the only Big 12 conference game with two ranked teams. That can't be right. That can't. It can't be that OU and Texas are the only two ranked teams in the Big 12 God, conference. It, no. No. That's no never... Surely somebody missed something there. Yeah. 
Double check that for me, Drake, that, because they're leaving, and I was told the conference is going to be yeah, better they're going to be better without them. And uh, Texas we'll double check is just facts, sick of folks. would rather lose to Georgia right. and Alabama than Kansas State. And remember, everything runs through Lubbock. That's Don't right. Don't forget that. Uh huh. Okay, go ahead. Let's Drake. see uh, the rankings. Yeah, oddly enough, I only find Texas and Oklahoma yeah. in the top. 25 you must have bad right rankings. Now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, out of the nine one eight. Gabriel's one interception came with blatant pass interference. It should have been reversed. Well, uh, so whenever a pass rusher makes contact with a quarterback on a play like that, you there's really doesn't the interference call change at that point, or am I wrong? Um, not unless he deflects the football. Right. If the ball's tipped, then basically yeah. it's it's yeah. free for all. Um. He was hit as he threw, thus floated the football. Uh, you could you could certainly argue that there was some contact yeah. there. Sure. Out of the 918 again on the Kittamoyer Chevrolet text line, everything looks good, but if I had to nitpick, it would be the interior defensive line. They need to collapse the pocket on a mobile quarterback more. I think, and that's kind of what it seemed like the adjustment was after those couple uh I'm going to disagree drives. with that text. Yeah. One – I'm going to I'm going to nitpick your nitpick, okay? okay? Um one interior defensive line against the run game, really all of the front seven against uh, the defense cuz they're getting help from everywhere. They've been fantastic against the run game all season. They absolutely stuffed Tulsa in the second half, especially when they tried to run the football, I think they averaged one point something, one point three or one point six yards a carry Saturday. Um, now on the but this person, this texter was talking about the uh, this texter from Honolulu was talking about the pass rush. Nine one eight. I think it's the ends that are that at least on Saturday were responsible for Cardell Williams getting out. Um. Whether or not there could be more pressure from the tackles from the interior on a drop-back pass, probably there could be more, although they're facing max protect most of the time. But And this is why I say this is going to be great film for Brent to use this week. There were several circumstances in those scoring drives for Tulsa where the ends got too, up, too far up the field and they allowed the escape hatch to open up on the sides for Cardale Williams. And nothing will make Teddy angrier faster than defensive ends rushing too far up the field and losing containment. And so the fact that they faced a mobile quarterback who made him pay a couple of times going into facing Emory Jones this Saturday, great film to learn from. So I I'm just I I think more the ends were responsible for losing Cardell Williams there a few times than the than the middle of the defensive line, but I'm an amateur football and an analyst, so I could be wrong about that. Uh, the five eight zero on the Kiffmeyer Chevrolet text line. I'm all in on Gabriel. He's our guy, but I think his arm struggles uh, some on the deep ball. Disagree with the wording there. I think you know he doesn't have the biggest arm in the country. He doesn't have the biggest arm in the quarterback room. Right. But he's got a big enough arm. I think, you know, he hit on a lot of deep balls on Saturday. Yeah. Beautifully thrown. I mean, he threw what, 38, uh, 28 for 31. There are occasions where he's just a little late. 
Like he he just for whatever reason I think he he's a little late. It's not that not that he doesn't have the arm. He's just he waits a beat too long to let it go on the deep ball. Sometimes, not all the time. Uh but listen, when you go twenty eight of thirty one for four twenty one and five touchdowns, mm-hmm. it is not a week to be complaining about anything Dylan Gabriel did. That guy is having a phenomenal start to the season. He has been precise. He has been confident. He looks mobile in the pocket. He has made some plays with his legs. He hadn't been asked to make many, but he has. And um, just really, really good. Now, there's going to be better teams. And he's going to face the best defense he's faced so far this year on Saturday. But through three games, tremendous. Uh, Camo Sooner on the Kid of Wire Chevrolet text line. Watched the in the booth after the game. It was an extra special version this time because I got to watch uh, Ted Roof next to Teddy. Yeah, that was interesting. The coach's booth is next to ours often. It is not in Norman, but often on the road, the coach's booth is next to the radio booth. But they usually either shut the curtains so that people can't see in, or they will put newspaper up over the window so people can't see in. But the angle on Saturday, when they initially put up the newspaper and stuff, or whatever they put up, the coaches couldn't see the north end zone because it's too much too steep of an angle. And so they had to take back some of that so they could see through our glass into the north end zone, which meant our in-the-booth cam could see the, at least the faces of the guys sitting on the front row. You couldn't you couldn't see any intel. And the, uh, what I noticed, I watched a little bit of it, very little reaction on yep. good plays or bad plays. Mm-hmm. From any of those guys yeah. sitting there, they they were you know there's like fist pumping or we, like we are maniacs in our booth and the coach's booth very subdued and professional. Now, I've been doing this long enough to know know that not all coaches' booths have been like that through the years. <laughs> Subdued, anyway. They've always been uh, professional, but, but subdued. There was a but this D coordinator a, a couple of years ago that would have been much more animated Saturday. There's a, a pretty quiet coach's booth we have over there. Yeah. It was, it was very, very quiet. Uh, one more here on the text line. Upsettingly so. Shockingly, they do. They never come and ask our opinion on what they should run. Well, uh, they haven't asked Which you or me. Which seems like a mistake. Uh, they, I mean, there's possibility. Do they they've, slip they've, a note around the corner to Ted once uh, in a while? I mean, or it's possible. He... It's yeah. possible. I would do that. I would do that. Yeah. Last one, one, uh, last one here. Uh, good morning. Great win Saturday. I'm glad we have a couple of things to work on this week, but played very well and will continue to get better. Uh, why is Dylan not getting recognized for the Heisman more? Uh, to me, it'd be quality of opponent so far. What do you think, Tiro? I mean, it's week three. I, yeah, I, that's... I don't think anybody's talking about the Heisman yet. I, um, I mean, the but... people are talking about uh, Shooter Sanders. I mean, they're well. I, I mean, mean it's an, it, but, but it's also it's it's teams that are getting the uh, big noon kickoffs and have having those guys have big name or big games while 
having those good kickoff times. And if Dylan Gabriel keeps playing like this, and Oklahoma is a college football playoff contender, he will be in the hunt. He will be in the hunt. But they got to win. They got they got to be in the. You don't go eight and four and win a Heisman. So he keeps playing like this. Oklahoma keeps winning. They're in the Big 12 championship game. Hunt for the college football playoff. Dylan Gabriel will be in the hunt. We'll take a break. What did Danny Stutzman have to say after his big game Saturday? We'll hear from him next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Gabriel, wide snap, back to pass. Looks back to his right, down the middle. He's got Nick Anderson, Pater! Touchdown! First career touchdown for Nick Anderson. Bam! You excited about going to Cincy? McGriddle? Sorry, I couldn't figure out how to put on my headset there, apparently. Um... Yes, quite excited. It's going to be a fun weekend, T-Row. It's going to be – it has the potential to be a fun weekend. I'm, I am uh, sticking with my keywords of cautiously optimistic because yep. we are hopeful to go to the Reds game Friday night if mm-hmm. everything travel-wise works out, timing works out, all that kind of stuff. I did look up the drive time from Nippert Stadium to Great American Ballpark, by the way. Only about 10 minutes apart. Well, we're not going from there to there, are we? Well, are you, going you to the stadium? might not be. I. So when we land, are you going to the stadium? Depending on when the equipment gets to the stadium, possibly. I got gotcha. you. I so, got gotcha. you. So you might let, go set up and then come to the game. That's right. Okay. Um. Yeah, hopefully that all works out Friday night. Obviously the Reds are and your Cubs are in a uh, playoff chase with Less than two weeks to go now. We are separated by a half game. So unless they just absolutely between now and Friday night fold, it's going to be a big game. And I would love to be at Great American Ballpark Friday night. So fingers crossed that can all work out. But Saturday, new stadium. Never been to Nippert before. Last time in 2010 we were in Cincinnati. They played at Paul Brown Stadium, the Bengals Stadium. This is the campus stadium. I did not know this. I was I was doing a little research on it last night, just kind of looking at pictures of it and what the press box might look like and stuff. Fifth oldest football stadium in America, or FBS football okay. stadium in America. Okay. It was uh, built in 1915. Now, it, if you look at it, you go like, didn't it look that old? They they renovated it mm-hmm. uh, recently. And uh, but it was built in 1915, so it's uh, and it's it's nestled in between some campus buildings there, kind of north of downtown. Which where it looks like it's a really I, I saw another thing that said it is the third, uh, it's like third or fifth. It's top ten loudest stadium in America, according to this. You know who knows. So uh, what website did this? But I guess it, it's really it's only 38,000 people. But it looks like because it's nestled in these buildings, that probably the sound bounces all over the place in there. So what are the oldest college football uh, mm. stadiums that oh are ahead God. of it? 
I'll, ha- I'll have to get back to you on that. Let me play this uh, Danny Stutzman audio, and then I'll I'll get you the answer on that because okay. I don't have it in front of me. Danny, uh, pick six, nine tackles again on Saturday. I mm, get a couple of tackles for loss. I can't remember his final number there. After the game, Chris got him on the field. Toby, we're with Danny Stutzman. Do you just want the mic now, or are you just no, going to I'll t- let you have it. I'll let you have it. All right, first of all, congratulations. Great game, man. Just just take me through the the commitment. This this defense had a few things go against him, but you guys never gave up. Yeah, we faced some adversity, you know, especially a little later on. But, you know, we kept responding. We kept fighting. Really proud of these guys. And we had some big mistakes there, but, you know, we kept responding. We kept kept swinging. You know, they, they threw some punches, but we, we threw them harder. Can you take us what, through what that moment was like in the third quarter when the defense calls for noise on the road and they get it? That was pretty awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, after a first down a sack, intentional grounding, you know, <laughs> to get the whole stadium, you know, riled up, I think you know, that's amazing, man. If you can really do that, that just kind of shows how well Oklahoma travels. I know we got to walk out of midfield because you're getting ready to take pictures, but one more. Seeing Coach Venables coach the final seconds whenever, you know, it's a it's a blowout, but yet every minute to that defense matters. How important are those teaching moments? Absolutely. The standard doesn't change. I mean, especially for Coach Venables, he's always going to give 110%. It doesn't matter if you're up by 70 or down by 70. He's always going to give us all. And then we play for him. You know, the best of the standard, that's what we try and live up to. You're a rock star. Congrats, man. Thank you so much. Um, okay, I got your answer here, Drake. Um, third oldest FBS stadium. This is according to the Cincinnati website. Yep. You got any guesses, or you want me just to tell you? Well, I already looked. Uh, so I... thank you for your honesty. Yeah. Kyle Field uh, but... is the oldest. Is that the? Is that number one? Not according to this. Okay. So I don't. Maybe there's some controversy here. I don't okay. know. Uh, this says Bobby Dodd Stadium, which is where Georgia Tech plays, was okay. built in 1913. Okay. Davis Wade Stadium, Mississippi State's home field, 1914. Nippert Stadium, 1915. Uh, Ole Miss's Stadium, also 1915. And then Camp Randall Stadium in Wisconsin, 1917. So what are you seeing about when Kyle Field was built? So this is what I searched, and this is from NCAA.com. It says, so the first few that it lists are like Penn Stadium, Harvard. Not FBS. Right. This says, okay, Kyle Field, 1904. Edwin Jackson Kyle, a professor at uh, Texas A&M, graduated of the university, won an athletic field on campus, but Texas A&M didn't have the funds at the time so Kyle donated a plot of land on the southern edge of the campus that was set aside for horticultural experiments uh, he then bought and built bleachers with his own money creating the beginnings of what is known today as Kyle Field in 1919 Texas A&M claimed the national championship after not allowing any of its 10 opponents to score a single point blah, blah, blah. Hey, uh, I, got, I, got, I, I found it I found okay. it um, it says uh Kyle Field was not a concrete stadium until 1927, so I guess that's what they're counting. Like it was just, it was just you a know, field a with field bleachers. with some bleachers. Okay, right. So they actually didn't start, they complete the stadium until 1927. Okay. Owen Field, by the way, 1923. So back to our point. Nippert Stadium's old. It's yeah. got some history to it. It is only 38,000. So I will be very interested to see. How many Sooner fans can get tickets that far from home? I think we'll have a nice number. We always do 
will be harder to tell because everybody will be wearing red. Um, it's 11 a.m. and it uh, took a little it took a little starch out of everything when Cincinnati lost this week. But no, I'm excited. I, I like going new places. I'm very excited to go to Provo later this year too. Um, but Cincinnati, one of my favorite American cities, you know that. And I will definitely be getting the highly controversial Skyline Coney's on Friday night. I go Coney's over spaghetti. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I like the spaghetti, but Coney's are better, especially at a ball game. You can't eat a plate of spaghetti at a ball game. Nobody wants that. Uh, But not everybody likes the uh, Gary Cohen of the Mets ripped them on the broadcast not too long ago as being atrocious. So... uh, but I love them. I love them. So we'll see. What's the ref situation up there? Uh, I'll ha- I'll have uh, that information on the other side. I think I believe Travis Davidson will be at a location for game day. So I'll oh, have good. that on the other side. All right, Travis, let us know if you're uh, listening right now. Break time, seven forty-eight Monday morning. T Row in the morning show on the ref. We'll be back. Did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to KREF.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF, the home of Sooner fans. Here for you 24-7, 365 at the KRF Podcast page. Second and 10 from the Tulsa 42. Sachuk sent out in motion. Gabriel going to throw. Straight drop, looking, looking. Finds Nick Anderson on the comeback at the 25. One man to beat. Stiff arm got by him. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Nick Anderson. Second touchdown of the day. Final segment of Hour 2 on this Monday. Drake and T-Row with you on this Monday morning. This hour it's brought Good to morning. you. Good morning. Good Monday morning to you. Can I play a piece of audio for you real fast yeah. before you get going? This was Absolutely. just sent to us. The question we had uh, at the end of the last segment. Headed to Cincinnati for the UC Oklahoma football game on Saturday, September 23rd. Then join Martino's on Vine and KREF as your host of the OU tailgate party from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Time, 9 to 11 Eastern Time. Martino's on Vine is thrilled to host the official party for OU fans on game day. Located just two blocks from Nippert Stadium, Martino's will have a special OU fan zone area set up directly behind Martino's for the KREF postgame show. Martino's will be serving up plenty of ice cold beer and great food. We'll see you there. There, Sooner fans. There we go. go. Martino's, uh, Martino's. On, on the vine. Something like that, yeah. Okay. okay. How about TJ sending in uh, audio recordings from wow. vacation? Hey, that's that's incredible. I mean, you know, just when you think that guy couldn't be more dedicated, he goes that's and right. does stuff like that. Thank uh, you, Travis. Uh, this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show brought to you by Hightower Clinical, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. No cost or insurance needed to participate. And study opportunities include ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, high triglycerides, uh, psoriatic arthritis, breast cancer, plus many other diseases they believe. Everyone should have access to new treatment options through clinical trial participation. Go to HightowerClinical.com or call them or text them at 405-831-5905. Get up on my Chevrolet text line, T-Rope. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, first one. 
Out of the 614, a quick T-Row, uh, 614 area code, where the, where's that at? That, everybody knows, is Boise, Idaho. Uh, incorrect. Columbus, Ohio oh, area. Okay. How about that? Close. How about that? Close. How about that? Uh, says, no, Skyline is so gross, T-Row, mm. don't do it. Uh, listen, I grew up on I grow up on Skyline. I've had I've had Skyline uh, hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. Eh, maybe too much. Dozens of times. I love it. So I understand that it's a love hate relationship. If you're from that part of the country and it's a part of your uh, DNA, then you love it. And if you're not, a lot of people don't like it. But I love it. So I will definitely have. Skyline Chili Dogs when I go up there. I think they're fantastic. Uh, B.A. Boomers. Says, I may pay for it Saturday morning, but I will enjoy it Friday night. There you go. B.A. Boomer yeah. says, great meeting you and Teddy in the TU Press Box Saturday. Have a great year, Boomer. Great to see you, too. I won't uh, reveal his secret just in case he doesn't want everyone to know, but that was interesting. Oh. B.A. Boomer uh, introduced himself and... Well, that's all I'll say. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that uh, Joe Castiglione was B.A. Boomer, but now Neither did I. It was a shock. Uh, Out of the 918, people need to remember that even the best defenses will give up plays and drives. Three drives and 17 points to a team led by Kevin Wilson isn't bad. We're fine. They only had 75 rushing yards the week ago against uh, Washington. They rushed for over twice as much. Totally agree, and I, I have no idea what, you know, I, I would imagine that at least on social media there is some gnashing of teeth over um, the drives that Tulsa put together, and, and OU still really hasn't gotten the run game going in high gear. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fine again, no big running plays. So that's the other thing right now that you're kind of like, mm, I would like to see that be better. But all in all, I mean – the way the the uh, offense clicked, the five picks, defense really all season. There's a lot to be happy about if you're a Sooner fan. Let's see. OU looked good. Always room for improvement. The Sooner uh, Lebby uh, realizes Jackson is not needs to realize that Jackson is not six six two fifty belldozer the better. Uh, Stogner is really struggling, looking slow with his blocks and weak hands. Uh, just lowers his head into a defender. Um, okay. Stogner. Well, let's touch on this on the other side, because this is going to take me more than the 30 seconds you're going to allow me to put the thoughts together. Stogner and Jackson Arnold. Remind me, Drake, after the break. Stogner and Jackson Arnold. Okay. Top of the hour, 8 o'clock on a Monday. We'll be back. From the gridiron to the hardwood. To the diamond, no one covers the Sooners like we do. If it's Sooner Sports, we have you covered 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. This is the home of Sooner fans. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans. KREF, Norman, Oklahoma. And streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network.